0: the HSE has been asked uh, to revise uh, the rollout of uh, the National Vaccination Programme and not for the first time. I'm not sure if it's the 32nd time, but uh, they've been asked many times over. Dr. Alona Duffy is a GP based in Monaghan and Medical Director of NEDoc and joins us on the line. Good morning to you, Dr. Duffy. Thank you indeed, as always, for taking the time to be with us. It's a very complicated programme and all the more complicated when they keep changing the way that they're going about it. This time round, Uh, The HSE has been asked to reduce uh, the waiting time between the two doses of uh, the AstraZeneca vaccine from 12 weeks to eight weeks. It seems as though that's going to happen. Uh, The HSE said that they should be ready to do this or have a plan to do this within a, a number of days. Is it the right approach? Because the idea of doing it over 12 weeks was to get more people a little bit vaccinated before a smaller cohort were fully vaccinated.
1: Well, Michael, interestingly, it wasn't just that, actually. Some of the data that was coming from the UK suggested that the longer the gap between the, five, or between the AstraZeneca doses, the improved immunological response. So that's why it was kind of pushed out from an initial when it first came out four weeks to eight to 12. And then, as we know, it went to 16 weeks and then came back to 12 weeks for people who are higher risk over a certain age and now as we're aware um, the, the guidance has been issued that it's going to reduce down to eight weeks so yes you're right partially and um, there was some feeling that it was to, to, to and in the mm. UK mainly they wanted to get as many people vaccinated with the first dose but then they realised as the data was being gathered because we have to remember we're learning all the time mm. that um, there are people still in the ongoing trials my own sister is one of them who had a vaccine so she continues to have blood tests taken all of the time so anyone mm. who was involved in the AstraZeneca trials we'll continue blood test checking. Have they still got antibodies? Are they still Have they still a strong immunity? And it gives us a sense of how long that lasts. And therefore, they're able to see, well, was there a difference between people who got the shots close together and distanced apart? And it did show in the studies that um, when we distanced the AstraZeneca dose apart, that people got a better and a longer response. That was the feeling. But now, you know, we're learning more data. And I suppose it's not the only thing that's changed. We're also learning now that those who've had COVID, the guidance now um, to the HSE is that... Um, you can count it that you have immunity for nine months after you've had um, COVID infection. So that's also a welcome thing. But again, that's mm. also reflective of studies and trials and the learning that is continuing with this new, va- uh, this new um, vaccine and this, new, this virus that really has hit us like none before.
0: Uh, and those people uh, who've already had COVID who are in line to be vaccinated will just get one dose of vaccination.
1: Well, no, they're still going to get two, but the guidance seems to be that data is suggesting that they, they only require one, but the guidance still hasn't changed here, so we are get lots of phone calls mm. about that, and the guidance that's from the HSE to us is that they will still be in receipt of two vaccines, so nothing has changed on that. But again, that may change, such as in other countries. Canada um, in the last fortnight have also changed some of their guidance with regards to what vaccines you get. So if you get, your first dose happen to be Moderna, you don't have to have Moderna as your second dose, you can get a Pfizer as your second dose, and, and the other way around. And so-
0: there's a suggestion that that might be more effective and that we should be following that lead.
1: There is suggestion, but again, it's only a suggestion. It's all going to have to be based on facts. And we know that other countries like Spain and like the UK especially have tried this. And I suppose it's going to be a matter of waiting and seeing, does this give the ongoing immunological response? So we know that when you get your first dose, you start off and you get a boost. Your body starts fighting what it thinks is the virus. And therefore, you're creating that protection for yourself. But we need the second dose to kind of boost that and to make sure it lasts longer. So what we need to now know from the data is if you get two separate vaccines, especially if there are two different types so if one was an AstraZeneca and the other was a Pfizer or Moderna, they are two different types of vaccine, will, will it give you the same response and uh, as getting two of the same and will it give you the length of response, so mm. the length of protection that we all want to get from these
0: vaccines? Uh, and what about people who are only scheduled to get one jab, uh, the Johnson uh, vaccine, the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, uh, should they be getting a second jab or would you expect that uh, to be something that uh, will be suggested uh, as time goes on?
1: Well at the moment there's no suggestion of that anywhere that they'll require a second dose at present but I think we are looking at the fact that it is likely that everybody's going to have a booster dose at some stage probably later on in the year and work has already been done, Moderna are well ahead with um, creating a booster vaccine so a little like we get flu every year, but we know that flu changes. So when you get flu once, it doesn't mean you have immunity to flu forever because the flu virus changes. And this is what we're seeing with the different variants that we're coming across. I mean, the the big one at the moment is mm. the Indian variant that we're seeing or the Delta variant, as it's been called. Mm. So what we're probably going to have to accept is that this virus will change. This virus is going to be around for a while, but that hopefully things will dampen down. And it may be that it's incorporated into a flu vaccine into the future and that everybody gets it or perhaps just the high risk people get it. Um, but again, it's a learning game. Everything is, is kind of being tested. Everything's being been trialed and, and mm. we're learning as the months go by.
0: That wouldn't instill much confidence in people who are nervous about vaccines, vaccine hesitant, uh, as uh, the phrase goes.
1: Well, I suppose the vaccine hesitancy is tends to be more that people are worried that the vaccine is going to do them harm. Mm. And we know that, like with any medication, from simple paracetamol to any antibiotic that you take, there is always a risk of a side effect and an adverse event. So simple antibiotics like our Augmentin can cause damage to your liver, be, albeit temporary. Paracetamol can cause damage to your liver. So mm. everything, your, your Nurofen and Brufen can heavily damage your kidneys and increase your risk of heart attacks if you already have a high risk or over a certain age. But, and Those risks are there, but because we've gotten used to taking these medications, we just accept it and we know that the benefits outweigh the risks once we're careful about taking them. But I think just vaccines, because they seem people are saying, oh, well, this is new, it's new, and we have to worry about it. They're not new. Vaccines are around for, for a long time, and we know the benefits mm. of those vaccines, especially older members of our community who remember times when polio was there and when mm. they remember measles, mumps, and yeah. rubella. Mm. But I think because we've gotten rid of so many diseases, we kind of the, the memory of those now is is not there of the bad times, of the times when those illnesses killed and maimed children and adults. So we've got to recognise that, we have lost a lot of people through COVID infection Mm. and we lost a lot of elderly members in our community and those who are vulnerable. That's gone now. We have absolutely seen a dramatic drop in the numbers of cases in people over 65, and now the majority of the cases are in younger people, which is matching those who aren't vaccinated. So that proves the vaccine is saving lives, the vaccine is protecting people, and therefore we've just got to plough ahead and push ahead with it.
0: And over 50% of the population has been vaccinated. How much uh, trust can people put in their vaccines if they have been vaccinated at this stage? I suppose there's a lot of people who have waited over a, a year for this uh, to come. Uh, uh, they're hoping now that they have it, that they'll be able to take off their masks and, and meet with other people and so on, maybe go for a, a drink or a, a meal, albeit outdoors, on Monday. But with these new variants, uh, this Indian variant or the Delta variant, are, are they protected or are we back to square one?
1: Well, no vaccine has ever provided 100 percent protection, but it's provided high levels of protection. That mean that if you have both vaccines, if it's a two vaccine schedule, such as AstraZeneca Moderna or Pfizer, then you are going to have a good level of protection that that the hope is that it is likely that will stop you ending up in the hospital ending up really ill with it. But it does require the two doses. So we know that with AstraZeneca and Pfizer, after the first dose you have a 33% protection against this um, Indian variant or this Delta variant. But after the second dose that increases to 60% with AstraZeneca and 88% with Pfizer. Now people might be saying, well gosh, oh my God, that sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. AstraZeneca is only 60%. Really what it's saying is that as long as you're getting any sort of protection, it's going to reduce your chances of ending up in hospital, ending up ill, and ending up dying as a result of this virus. To put
0: it simply, could, to put it simply, could you say you might get a, a touch of COVID?
1: You may get a touch of COVID, and also yeah. you may be infectious. So that's mm. why, if you're still, if you're symptomatic, and we had a couple of calls this week of people who had been vaccinated but were symptomatic, and uh, the guidance is that you will still be tested because you may have it and be able to pass it on to others. Now we do know that ongoing studies are showing that your infectiousness, so because of your viral load, the amount of virus you create in your system, is reduced, and it's likely that you're definitely not as infectious to others if you meet this virus and get the infection as you would have been if you didn't have the vaccine but there is that still potential there so that's why the caution is still there that you have to be careful and then when we're out and about in public that people still will wear masks because they may be spreading the virus without knowing it and until we know that the majority and close to everybody in in the country is vaccinated and has that level of protection then we owe it to everybody around us to protect them
0: okay always good to talk to you thank you for taking the time thank to speak you. to us that's dr alona duffy